Tools Day is back on. Wonderful news. Tools Day is back on. Talking about new tools. Today we're looking into NPX. It makes executables so much more beautiful. Tools Day is back on. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I always love watching our guest's face as you sing a song because always everyone's always blown away. It's like, so delightful. It just makes me happy. It's a song. I'm glad that y'all like it. <laughs> yes, and I think it's like a nice little like way to phrase it, like making executables more beautiful. A little rhyme. There. Oh. oh my god. Um, so just welcome. <laughs> Yeah, that's the whole point of the show. Yes. Uh, welcome to Tools Day, a podcast about tech tools, tips, and tricks on Tuesdays at 2. I'm your co-host, Yuna. And I'm Chris. And today we have a guest on the show. We have Kat Marchand. Say hello. Hello. We're super, super excited to have you uh, because Kat is one of two core contributors on the NPM CLI team. And let's face it, we all use NPM. We literally all use this <laughs> um, She's an open source hacker and literally builds the tools that we use every day. So we are super excited to have her on the show um, to talk about NPX, this new thing that she built that just came out that you can use. Um, but before we get into NPX, I do want to talk about a sponsor that we have on the show today, um, Empire Comp. This is a New York City-based event on October 12th and 13th with talks and workshops covering a full range of web-related topics for JavaScript developers. That means everything from design to front-end to Node, you know, like kind of like our show today. Um, right now, they're still open to submissions for talks and workshops with a CFP that closes on August 24th. Seriously, guys, I know the organizers and they will take care of you. They're great. It's going to be an awesome opportunity for you to get your voice out there. So I recommend you submit to the CFP August 24th. Um, visit empireconf.org. That's E-M-P-I-R-E-C-O-N-F.org for more information about submitting your idea, for ticket information, for corporate sponsorship information, and for scholarships to attend. You could be eligible for a free ticket. So again, check out empireconf.org and get your submissions in by August 24th. That is coming up. So keep that date in your mind. And um, <laughs> thank you so much for sponsoring Empire. Yeah, so back to the, the NPX stuff. Ooh, I'm just like so excited about this topic. <laughs> Me too. Um, so before we get into it, Kat, can you tell us a little bit about what NPX is? Okay, so the idea with NPX is there's a lot of people who host um, what, what we call binaries, not necessarily binaries in the, oh, this is like compiled code. Um, they host things, packages on NPM that are meant to install some tool and you execute that tool, right? So NPM itself and NPX are both examples of packages in, in uh, the NPM registry that are not meant to be used as libraries, not things that you require, but things that you use from your shell or things that install applications. Um, so NPX is, I, I think the best way to put it, it's meant to do for those kinds of packages the same thing that npm does for libraries meaning it's meant to make it really easy and really straightforward to use all these binaries and get easy quick access to to um to these packages and their binaries and execute them it was super cool so i've actually i've been tooling around with it recently because I, I am a big yeoman user 
And so Yeoman a bit ago tweeted out, hey, check out this MPX thing. I was like, oh, this is super nice because I used to have this laundry list of generators I'd use once and then never again. And so it's kind of nice to have this tool just that just does it for you. Um, I'm kind of curious, like, what in, what kind of sparked it? Like, were you just, like, on a weekend one day going, hey, wouldn't this be cool? Or... Uh, it was kind of a combination of things. So, like, we've had this to do... We have, we've had this issue to do for literally years to build something called NPM exec. Um, and what NPM exec was supposed to do was just make it easy to execute local binaries in your NPM package. So for example, if you, if you have a dev dependency, right, you usually install that and it's local in your project. Uh, I don't know if everyone knows this, but if you, if you write the name, if you use that binary in an NPM script, we actually add it to your path so you can use those inside NPM scripts without prefixing it. Um, and so we wanted a tool that would make it really easy to do that, but interactively for people, right? Because there's a lot of people that do that. Um, that tool would also do things like make sure the other environment variables that are available in, in NPM run scripts were available. Uh, so that's one aspect of it. Another one was like, you know, when, when NPM first came out, it was very global-oriented, much like uh, a lot of other package managers. Like, um, a lot of the way, for example, that NPM link works, that's one of, one of the biggest examples I have of, like, stuff that still stays from those days, which is, like, NPM link was not meant to be a workflow tool. It was meant to be a way for people to save disk space because a lot of people felt very strongly about having, like, only globally installed things, Right. Um, so wait, let's let's rewind and talk about what npm link is and what it does. Okay, so npm link is this command in npm that if you run it inside your project directory, it will create a global link to that package. You can then go into any other package and do npm link that package name, and it'll link from the global to your local one. So it's a way to like develop projects as dependencies. Um, it's kind of complicated. It's great for it's, design systems. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, we use this every day That's in our we project because we, yeah, so we have two different projects that kind of depend on each other a little bit. So we have a React library and a, you know, a vanilla library which has a CSS. And so we npm link the vanilla library into a React library when we're developing. So if we need to change some CSS, we do it on the fly and it, there's, there's, there's no like fuddling around with versions and releasing stuff. It's super useful. Yeah, yeah, but, but you still have to put it up when you want to, you know. Oh yeah, make eventually. It but, yeah, right, right. It's like for but local it development. still involves this like awkward dance where you have to push things over to the global in order to be able to use it uh, locally, um, and that's more of a of a like legacy work, let's call it, of like the way <laughs> npm was originally signed. So since then, npm has been this. I, I think the only package manager that just like fully centers a single central location, right? Like, sorry, I'm sorry, fully centers your local project. Um, other things have moved in this direction. I believe Cargo works like this. Bundler is pretty famous for having done that too. Uh, I mean, I think they're still working on stuff to, to make that, all of us are working on stuff to make that use case work better. But, um, you know, we learned a lesson that having isolated projects where every project has its own set of dependencies um, and can work without having to worry about all the environmental stuff that different developers tend to have. Um, that's been a major part of NPM. And so being able to use local tools in the versions that all your other coworkers are using, because you have like a law file 
or you at least have it in your package.json dev dependencies, right? Um, being able to quickly access those binaries is really, really useful instead of having to say install Grunt globally, right? Right. Like that's what people do right now. You have to your your installation instructions for like the average web dev project is like install Grunt, install Grunt CLI, then go into your local project and run an npm install. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, npx is partly meant to make that use case very very easy. So does uh, npx stand for Node Package? Executor, executable. Executor. <laughs> it stands for. It stands for NPX. Great. <laughs> it executes packages. <laughs> Node package executor. That's what it is. Yeah. In my head. I mean, if it's you know, if that's if that's what you want it to be, you're more than welcome to. Kind of like the NPM acronym. It doesn't stand for anything. <laughs> we'll Make give you the runaround around if you ask us what it stands for, but it's not Node Package Manager. I'll tell you that. On the NPM website, there's like a, a little Easter egg on the header where you can click and it changes what NPM stands for. <laughs> so it's, it's cool to check out. Uh, so basically, MPX is kind of a completely different tool than NPM, but it uses the same structure and the same kind of world, um, the same community of packages, if you will, as NPM, but it allows you to interact with the packages that you're executing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw a really good use case for this on Twitter uh, with Pally, and Pally is an accessibility tool um, that allowed you to, you know, you used to be able to NPM run Pally, which is one of like the you know, binaries, the executables in NPM uh, that you could run, you know, either globally or as part of your package, but you'd have to do like dot slash bin slash whatever. Right. Um, but now, instead of having to either have that globally installed or running it through that script, you could just do NPX Pally, the package name, and it's, it's running for you. So that's kind of a much more elegant solution and approach to it, which is like super, super nice. Um, but yeah, I've, I have more recently kind of discovered all the nuances between like what bin is in node modules, how that's kind of different than bin in other projects. And now you don't have to worry about that. You can just use MPX. Yeah. Uh, the other use case is the whole like, it does automatic installation in some cases, right? Uh, so things that you would need to install globally, you don't have to do that anymore. So th there's some things that make sense as dependencies and some things that just don't. Like you don't need Yeoman as a dependency of your project because you literally run it once. And there's right. a whole host of, um, of packages like this. Like my favorite example is we have a community member called Wachirda, uh, Daijiro uh, Wachi. And he, you know, he made this package called Happy Birthday. And what happy birthday does is installs a binary that lets you say happy birthday to someone in a, in a variety of different languages. But you know, you're not gonna run that more than once a year. What you yeah. want is something that you can give someone a one-liner and it'll do all the work of installing <laughs> and then executing it once and then you just throw it away because you never need it again. Uh, Wait, so you just run MPX happy birthday and it will yep. just start yelling happy birthday at you? <laughs> yeah. I, I think you need to run MPX happy birthday dash you and then the name of the person and it says happy birthday to that person. Like, you, like just how? what I said. Like the... Wait, but how does it connect to that person's... I'm so confused. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It, it says as in like, it prints something in the terminal. That's like happy birthday. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Is it sending messages? Um, yeah, okay, you can cool. also do like um, uh, um, npx Benny Hill npm test, uh, and what that'll do is it'll install this package called Benny Hill, 
and then run your NPM test, and it'll play the Benny Hill songs as long as your tests are running, and then stop when your tests are done. That's oh my incredible. God. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. We're going to link to this in the show notes. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, we need more like while tests are running. <laughs> yeah. I, I have one that's slightly more serious called um, OK, I'm done. So you can do NPX, OK, I'm done, NPM test, and it'll tell you, OK, I'm done when it's done running the command. Wow. Nice. This is you amazing. Know. My world is about to change. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So there's only so out of curiosity. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. <laughs> so out of curiosity, when when do you in your mind separate from you know adding a new npm script in your package JSON versus just using npx? Is just any one liner is npx, or you know sometimes we have like these test things scripts with a little bit more like you know a line and a you know command or something. So when do, when do you personally make that split? I would say anything that you want to have as part of your automated workflow needs to go in scripts, right? So okay. um, you should have a script that does the build, right? And that should go in your scripts. Think of it, wait, that's not that useful because not, not everyone's used to make files. I use make files a lot. <laughs> and I'm used to make files being this thing that you read through and go like, oh, these are the operations that are available for me as a developer for utility. Um, NPX is something you'd use if you have another command that has a bunch of different things that you use as a as a workflow process thing. So if you have grunt, I would use NPX for executing grunt, but okay. only for executing specific things with grunt, not the right. build my thing. Like the top level build my thing should be a script. Everything else that you do with grunt should be done through NPX. Right. So if you have a grunt, you know... Um... That's a good example. Uh, grunt serve task, or maybe a grunt ally check. Or oh, these are yeah. all these are all build te build tests. Um, Those can be. Yeah. We're just, uh, just serving it. Like the way that I see this being really useful is in our package JSON, for example. Kind of like you're talking about, you know, individual scripts. We run like npm run whatever, and a lot of those tend right. to be binary scripts that we're you right. know, either yeah. running or chaining. And um, I guess you can chain with MPX as well. You can say if you can you do that. Yeah, so npx has this special flag called dash c. Um, and if you use dash c, you can actually put the text of any what any text that would go in a run script, and it'll give it an identical environment to a run script. Like, it'll load all the special environment variables that you get in run scripts. It'll give you the binary. You can pipe. Oh. Um, and you can use dash p to tell it which packages to install if you want to install any extra packages. So. Uh, dash C works very similar to bash, to the bash and shell dash C option that lets you specify a script. So that way okay. you can actually do pipes and stuff within a single NPX execution. Very cool. Okay, I'm not going to lie, like I hadn't really looked much into NPX before, but after this conversation, my, my world has just changed. I'm going to switch up everything. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I'm really like reading fun. the docs right now. They're pretty straightforward, and this is like super useful. Yeah. Um... I think the main thing that I use NPX for in my day-to-day, -day, like I use it all the time, it's to switch node versions. Hmm, so Interesting. Uh, wait, why, so not, did you, why not use NVM? I'm so, wait, go on. No, because uh, no, I, I just want to on, do like one-off runs or something. So, it, for example, if um, we use this library called Standard to do our linting on, on all the NPM projects. And sometimes, like, new Standard versions, they break something or they look different or they don't necessarily work with our project. If I want to try it out before I actually do the whole, before I actually commit to them, 
I can just do npx standard app version and just oh. run that, and it'll give me just one run of that version. Uh, you can also do npx node at 7 npmt, and that'll run your tests as if like under no node 7 instead of node 8, if that's what you have locally. Um, I don't use I don't use a, a version manager myself because they always seem to mess up my paths and I do a lot of weird things with npm. So me as an npm developer, I can imagine. <laughs> having something that messes around with my npm paths is kind of a pain. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, my npm versions are always out of date and like my, I'm always rebuilding Node. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's quick, right? Uh, that was the work of Arya Stewart, uh, that node package. So you can actually install, uh, as a dependency, any version of node that you want as an NPM package. That's awesome. Also, now, as a... Oh, sorry. I was going to say NPM 5 is really fast. It is kind of fast. I think last I checked, I have a, I have a sample project that's 10 times faster right now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's significant. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a lot. Uh, now, so this is a tricky one. Does MPX work on Windows? Yes, it does. Ooh, awesome. Great. I've recently swapped to Windows as my primary dev machine. So I always find that things I find are really cool sometimes just don't work. I'm always kind of bummed out. It has some issues um, right now with some paths on, uh, what is it called? Uh, it works well on CMD. Last I checked, okay. it's it's an ongoing thing. We have one of the NPX, one of the people that came in to help with NPX is a a big Windows user, uh, Kate Mihalikova, and she's been really helpful. Awesome. Okay. Windows Excellent. Stuff. So it's supported. Yes. If 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 it doesn't work for you, file a bug and we'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to. This is a very active team. We've got you know half the team on the show, so just you know yell at <laughs> We're gonna have to have the NPM team on the show right now. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask, uh, what advice would you give to people who wanted to start developing modules that you know take advantage of NPX? Um, let me see. What was this? There was a two, me. Oh, there we go. So here's a good example. You can, I don't know if y'all have heard of Chew, which is a really cute new, um, it's a really cute new project. How do you, How spell, do you it? spell that? Yeah. Uh, I just, <laughs> I just linked to, to their generator. So this is something ah. that started popping up where people in their readmes, they say, oh, NPX, this, this, this utility, instead of telling ah. people to, you know, do NPM install dash G. You can just tell people to npx it. Okay. That's right. Okay. So this um, makes a lot of sense for these. It's C-H-O-O app. Uh, we'll link those in the show notes so you have mm -hmm. all the stuff and like all the things that were mentioned earlier. Yeah. So Chew has a generator. And in their readme, they say you can do npx create Chew app and then the project directory name. And then that'll create a new, a new Chew application for you. Okay, and then you so don't want to like a pseudo generator. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like like create React app or the Ember CLI. Yep. I guess you just, you will never actually need to install those. Yeah, because one of the issues you have with those is that you you know you have the outdated version and then you're you know mm -hmm. doing it again and then it's okay. This is a nice kind of workaround since you, I guess it gets a re it gets a new version every time you do npx. It's or? as if you were doing npmi dash g every time. Got it. All right. That's npm install global. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Cool. 
Yeah, it actually does a, a global install into a hidden directory and then adds that directory to your path and then lets you execute things. It's kind of... So you're kind of talking about path issues and how does this prevent path issues that we're so used to? Uh, what path issues are you talking about? <laughs> Paths are a big issue. <laughs> okay, so you know when you're using different terminals, I've had path issues in both Windows and Mac. Mm-hmm. I think like you, installing things globally via Node has improved those, but oh my gosh, like with Rails and every other dependency, I feel like there's always something there that gives me issues. And specifically with Node and SAS, I'm always running into like you need to rebuild this, you need to check your paths. So I think if you swap node versions, you always have to rebuild SAS. So if you're using MPX, just test out something versus swapping the node version completely. That would solve it right there. Yeah, no, I mean... Yeah, but I would still have to re... <laughs> would I still have to rebuild it because I'm using a different node version? Uh, well, MPX just will just reinstall it. Oh, that's what you're saying by reinstalling automatically. Yeah, Got yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so if you, nice. if you use the NPX... So NPX does three things. First of all, it lets you execute uh, project local scripts. The second thing that it does is it lets you um, manually and execute, like, sorry, do interactive development of run scripts by giving you the same facilities and run scripts that you get from just adding them to your package JSON. And third of all, it lets you install temporary binaries that would otherwise have to be installed globally. So you would first have to do npm install global package name and then execute the package. But with NPX, you can just have that be a one-liner. So that's Okay, so things. when you're switching versions with NPX versus NVM, it does yep. the installs for you. Yeah. That's the difference there. Got yeah. it. I was like, that, was, that kind of went over my head. But now, <laughs> I, now I get it. <laughs> that's very nice. Yeah. It's like those small things. Yeah, little things. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, and then, you know, because of this facility and because the packages that NPX targets, like, you can give NPX anything that you can hand to NPM, any specifier, NPX will, can use. And if it finds a binary, it'll use that binary. Uh, NPX has a couple, like, special facilities, like, it'll, it'll guess the binary name, first, based on your package name, second, it'll actually scan, in some cases, to see what packages were installed, and assume that any any binary that was installed by that one package is actually the binary that you um, that you want. So what this means is um, you can have a special gist for your teammates, right? You can write a gist that is an npm package because gists are just um, Git dependencies, right? That they're they're actually just Git repositories. You can give a, a gist URL to npx. And it'll download that gist, and if it's a, a binary type of gist, it'll execute it. So you can have like one-off scripts that you can hand to your coworker saying, oh, you need to fix this thing here. Just run the script, and it'll fix it for you. That is actually really cool. Or just computer start singing at them. Yeah. Also, great trolling. Thing. But Please no, read your scripts before you <laughs> execute random gists. That's always good advice. Uh. <laughs> I think it's actually a really cool use case, because I know I have to do that for a bunch of, you know, we have some weird issue with our, you know, environment set up or something like that. And if we just, people always just need to run this, you know, this script that people, that we kind of pass around. So just passing an NPX script or NPX side of that would be really cool. Okay. Yeah. That's like a, a takeaway I can use tomorrow. Um, 
I'm going to take all this away for tomorrow. So <laughs> tomorrow, I'll let you know. I'll probably tweet about it as I go. Yeah. There is one last use case that I think is really awesome, which is um, NPX has this thing called the auto fallback. You can set up something called an auto fallback for NPX, which is if you're using Bash or Zshell or, um, or Fish as your shell, you can add I like something to Zed your... Shell. And I was like, oh, is that show? It's very classy. (laughs) (laughs) I picked that up from working in an office where I was the only one speaking U.S. English. Ah. And it's just like, oh, no, that's that's Keep it up. I love it. (laughs) The Z shell just starts sounding weird to me. So I just say that shell. (laughs) I'm a U.S. English speaker. Um, So you add this one line. It's in the readme. You You can scroll down on the NPX readme itself. And it'll add this thing to your shell where if it doesn't find a command, so if if you type blah, blah, blah in your shell and it doesn't find that command, it'll try and run it with NPX. So for example, if you have... So like a, a really advanced autocomplete kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so you don't need to prefix anything with NPX. So if you're running in your in a local project, right? If you're if you're just using a... Wait, what? Yeah. So My it, face is dropped. <laughs> yeah. So if you... What? If you have a dev dependency, for example, if you have standard and it's not installed globally, but it's installed locally in your NPM project, and you just type standard in your in your CLI, it'll go like, oh, this isn't in your path. Let me check if it's in your local path. So it sets up the the local project path and then executes your local one. Wow. What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Okay. Before we um, <laughs> before we wrap up. Is there anything you have to do specifically to install NPX and get started with using it? So NPX comes standard with NPM as of, as of NPM 5.2.0. Uh, if you don't use NPM or if you're not ready to upgrade to NPM 5 or whatever, you can install a standalone version of NPX with just NPM install dash, glo- dash, dash global NPX. So it's, it's both a standalone package and it's a bundled binary with NPM itself. Super okay. cool. Cool. Good to know. Um, awesome. We're out of time for today, but thank you so, 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 so much for being on the show. I definitely learned a lot. This is one of those shows that I'm <laughs> literally going to take what I learned and use it probably in 10 minutes because <laughs> I'm so curious now. But yeah, thank you, Kat. Do you have anything else? Any last like tips or advice or words or shout outs you want to say? No. I mean, that's pretty much it. Oh, I mean, it's translated to 22 languages right now, which is pretty good uh oh, we're hoping awesome. yeah we're using to hope it, to use it as a prototype for like translating npm itself uh for hoping to localize uh and that's it i'm just wow. <laughs> just keep an eye on npm5 stuff there's a lot of school stuff coming yeah <laughs> and you can follow cat on twitter at maybe cats m-a-y-b-e-k-a-t-z you can follow Tools Day on Twitter at Tools Day, T-O-O-L-S-D-A-Y. Um, if you like the show, please uh, share it with your friends. Uh, you know, leave us a comment on the good old iTunes or on uh, whatever, Overwatch, whatever you listen to this thing on. Overcast, and Overcast. Overcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a gamer, let me tell you. <laughs> this, is, this is my uh, knowledge of gaming showing through, aka nothing. I'm sorry, I think... I think it's great. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm digging myself Moving right along. It's just, uh... um, if you want to support the show and you're not offended that I said Overcast, Overwatch, 
Um, please check out our Patreon. Even a dollar, you know, a dollar a month helps out. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate your support. And we'll see you next time.